Hello, gaming fan. This is another episode of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. My name is Alon. And I'm Aura. Our website is chatterboxgameshow.com. I usually wait till later in the show, but I figure this is a good time to mention it. Chatterboxgameshow.com. You can email us. Let us know what it is you want to chat about. You can also give us a call. That's right, on our usual number. That's 480-442-6321 or 4GAME21, if you know how that goes. And uh, leave us a message. Say something interesting. Yeah. We like to find a fun way to bring that up, and it's, it's getting harder and harder every week. Well, you know, so. the ante gets upped every time. Yeah. So uh, this past week was Thanksgiving. This is true. I have a story about, about Thanksgiving. What, what did you do? Um, well, I hung out with a bunch of um, video game developers. And do you guys have like the traditional Thanksgiving stuff or just hang out and play games all day? No, it was, it was traditional plus paleo. I don't understand. Paleo Thanksgiving. Okay. So um, most of the foods were paleo style. Does that mean like no carbs? Um, see, now you're putting me on the spot here. To try to explain what you're saying? So, yeah. As I understand it, paleo does not really involve, like, much other than meat and vegetables. Okay. So. I've heard that term once discussed uh, when I was looking into, like, what I should be eating before a big race. Yeah, it's kind of like caveman-style diet, in a way. Yeah. So all the food was raw? Um... No, I think you're allowed to have cooked food, but see, me not being a paleo expert, I'm probably already said 20 things wrong. Okay, good. Well, my wife created a big old, you know, Thanksgiving feast for myself and a few others at the I house. Did, I did pride myself on bringing some exotic dessert, though, but that's not important. That's you, good. You go on with your stuff. So uh, she made a big dinner, which is funny because she used to talk about how she doesn't support Thanksgiving at all and just doesn't want to be a part of it. Because of turkeys? Just because of the history of Thanksgiving and how it's a big sham and blah, blah, blah. So then she's like, she's all proud about making this big Thanksgiving meal. And I was like, don't you remember talking about how much you hate Thanksgiving and how you don't ever want to do it? And I think she just enjoyed cooking. So Yeah, this is this is the cute cute irony of the feminine yeah, whatever. psychology. Whatever, she, she enjoyed herself. And I helped with the apple pie at least a little bit. Uh, but what's more impressive is what happened that night. So uh, Tim, who was on the show last week, he reminded me that that Old Navy was giving away Super Mario Brothers. Oh, right. See, he tried to goad me into coming to this. Yeah. And I, I was He's about not to... a very good salesperson. Old Navy was giving away new Super Mario Bros. Wii. No. Damn it. I always screw up the name. New Super Mario Brothers U. Uh, if you got there, you know, early enough to get a wristband and spent $40 on clothes. Well, on whatever it is they were selling. Right. And then they would give you New Super Mario Brothers U. Which is pretty much all clothes, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, Old Navy is clothes. So I have these gift cards to, like, Gap, Old Navy. It's all the same company, right? For years, I've had these gift cards that my mom sent me, like, probably four years ago for a birthday or something. And uh, so I had that covered. I didn't even have to spend a dime. But um, it came time to leave the house. And I, I told my wife, yeah, I'm going to go. You know, do you want to come with me? She's like, why would I come with you? I said, well, I can buy $40 worth of clothes for me, or I can buy $40 worth of clothes for you. It really just depends on whether or not you're going to come. So she did, and we actually thought we were, we got there after Tim Tim did, so we didn't get to actually stand with him in line, which is a little bit depressing, because I went there basically to keep him company, and to try and get a free game. But uh, I wouldn't have gone if he didn't. You know, say he wanted to go. So he was ahead of the line. He was ahead of me. Wasn't willing, wasn't willing to. I, we thought he was pretty much at the end of the eligible you know, barrier right. after which other people were just, there were all sorts of people lined up. Okay. How long was this line? It, first of all, by the time they started letting people in, it was way around the corner and down to like several other stores. Like it was hundreds of people. I'm surprised because this is not the line for the Wii U. This is the line for just for old Navy. Yeah. This is just people who want to buy stuff. And by the way, it's, it's Thanksgiving night, right? So it's midnight. They open the store up. This is ridiculous. Yeah. But Black you know Friday what happens has gone further night? and further back. You know what happens on Thanksgiving? Sleep. Night? Yeah, but you know what else happens? Lots of bored families. Yeah. Just can't wait for somebody to tell them what yeah. they so should So instead of be doing. getting up at 4 a.m., they get up 
just stay up. Anyway, it was ridiculous. And I don't want to just talk about the consumerism and how it continually creeps up further and further on us. But the best part is we're waiting in line, not next to Tim, probably 20 people behind Tim. By the way, in the end, I did. I was like the second to last person to get a wristband. So nice. yay for me. I got the game. Um, but the guy directly in front of me, for an hour and a half, we just heard him talk to his brother, the people, two people directly in front of us, just talking about how he would... It, it basically sound, sounded like he spent his whole life beating the crap out of people. That's... That was his life. That's so he talked wonderful. about, and I'm not speaking metaphorically. Like, no, no, I, I understand what you're saying. He's like just talking about his life people. is always just getting in fights. They had an hour and a half of just the various fights he's been in, and when these people jumped him, and this how is... he would beat this guy up, and how he said never come back, and how he's eating a sandwich, and somebody wants to make with him, and then he's like, yeah, oh yeah, bam, and then I just keep eating my sandwich, and. This is information you want to know about a person you've just met. Yeah, but it was just, it was 100% casual with this guy. Like, he wasn't getting all animated about how it was a big deal, how he would beat these people up and give them scars and send them to the hospital. It was just like day in, day out, normal for him. So I mean, was he was he like a, uh, you know, big, tough-looking guy or scrawny? I mean, or... he was not a guy I would want to get in a fight with. Right. Did he look like he had, like, the, the, the um, you know, the... Um, the, the do you think he could cash the checks he was writing that night? Well, he was writing some awfully large checks, this, given, given sure. the volume of, of discussion. But uh, he certainly seemed like he could handle himself. He didn't seem to have any of his own scars, though. So, Well, when you're so busy giving them to other yeah. people. The best part is he's waiting in line for this all of this time, and he keeps talking about or mentioning every once in a while that you know he just, he's just there like to get a shirt. Like, just hang out all the time and maybe get a cheap shirt and leave. And I'm like, well... If that's the case, then why the hell are you here at all, waiting? So wait, wait, and on top this, of that, I thought you would just shoplift all of your clothes. Clearly, this, you have no respect for the law. Have, have, did you actually engage this person directly? Oh, no, not a word. Not a word. <laughs> it was just the wife and I sort of like hugging each other for protection and, and hoping that he would not uh, see us standing right next to him. And well, that's fantastic that you didn't get any scars that night. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we got in there, got our game, and got the hell out. Uh, but it teaches me how much I don't want to spend time in Central Phoenix, and that I fear for any future children that I may have. So, anyway, that was that was my story of of Black Friday night. I did not spend any time shopping on Friday. Stayed in the house, played some games this weekend. That's all I did. Played some Halo Four. Played some Wii U. Played a lot of Wii U. And that's it. You got to play it finally, right? I finally did, yes. All right. So this is where I ask you what you think. So, okay. So here's the funny part is that my, my impression of it now is far more favorable than right after the show last week when I heard uh, your exposition of how you felt about it. Well, the, I don't even remember what I talked about last week. I probably just talked about how crappy the load I don't either, but it was mostly complaining. Um, yeah, but now. it's because I'm complaining over the niggling issues. Not the not the fair, game itself. Fair enough. Um, however, okay, so let me let me talk about a couple of things that like really stood out to me. So, um, I was really impressed with the whole like the what do you call it? that one controller? The gamepad. The gamepad is that the official term here? I, I think it is the gamepad. The yeah. Wii U gamepad, whose resolution I predicted a year and a half ago. That one. Yeah. So, um, I was totally totally impressed with the fact that they're just. They're just shooting video over to this thing. And audio, right? by the way. Full audio. If you put in your headphones, you get the full audio experience. Okay, audio too. Well, right? probably not like surround. And, and it, doesn't, it doesn't even look – it doesn't even really look like it. You know, I'm, I'm one of those nerds who like prides myself on being able to like detect the smallest amount of lossless compression in whatever kind of media I happen to be enjoying or complaining about at the time. And um, you can kind of tell if you look at something that's moving. If you look around like text and stuff, you can kind of see some artifact. But it's really, really hard to notice. I actually didn't look for that. I was just yeah. noticing the fact that it's so low res compared to the 1080p TV. But what I was realizing is that the image on the screen is actually not 1080. I think that I think we did mention that last right. week. Right. It's not. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, at just, least in the case of Nintendo Land, it looks really good. If you were I mean, you would never know the difference one way or the other. You know, it's it's responsive. It looks really sharp. Um, you would never even 
think for a second that this was some kind of like small scale reimplementation of on live, which is basically what it is more or less. Well, I mean, on live is a little bit different. Little the servers bit different, are elsewhere. Little this bit one... different context, but still, I I didn't think that they'd be able to pull it off, and I'm really impressed that they. Maybe actually... it's because I tried it before. I never questioned it. Yeah. Because right? I used it, and I was just like, now this is it's. Yeah, because like you're usually the one who's questioning more things than I am. But anyway, um, yeah. So like that was really cool. Um, so all we played were the five the five player games. Okay, so that's limited to about half of them. Um, so, and actually, I just lied. We did play a little bit more, but like, really, like ninety percent of our time was like with the five-player games, right? So, the flashlight business. What's that called? I don't know the, the official the name, Luigi but it's the Luigi Mansion, Mansion one. one. Yeah, like that one was horrible. Really, that's yeah. one of the most popular ones. That's that's the that. one I disliked the most because there was there's just you have no information. Like all you do when you know that the ghost is coming because your thing is vibrating is you just start spinning around because you have no information about where he is, and then you'd lose anyway. I don't know. I wonder if you're discounting it a little bit too fast. No, not at all. Yeah, because you can... I mean, the idea is it, if you knew exactly where they were coming from, that wouldn't be a game, right? So, right, but I didn't even have any information about like where he was at all. You know. But you could, right? Because every once in a while, you get a, gl- a glimpse of him through the lightning or because he dashes or because he caught somebody else or because this... Well, you wouldn't have had a player game. It, with fewer players, there are these sentries around yeah. where they get caught sometimes. So um, anyway, I'm, I, I understand but, that there are these devices to give you more information, but the few games that we played, like none of that information proved to be of any use. So uh, that was really perhaps with more experience. I mean, it, I'm, I'm with you that you don't know exactly where he is, but that's the point. But you can guess, like, oh well, would this person be coming over here? Would they be coming yeah, over here? Yeah, see, like, it are wasn't they distracted by the. It wasn't giving enough guesses, and I just felt like the the ghost had like way too much ability to move around compared to you that it was just totally we'll be right back chatterboxers how much do you love amazon.com since you're like me the answer is a lot And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. And we're back. You're listening to Chatterbox, where I'm talking about the Wii U and now lodging my complaints, and Alon is defending the Wii U. Yeah, and I'm going to talk about that in a second, but only after I mention UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology, our premier sponsor. So thank you to them. Um, But before we go on, I want to give a little bit of description for people who might not have played the Wii U, which is probably a lot of people. Um, We're talking about Nintendo Land, sort of like the de facto game for it, right, that comes with the deluxe set and has a bunch of mini games. And you just mentioned the Luigi's Mansion game where you've got four players trying to find the ghost and the ghost trying to get the players without getting caught. Um, And that's the fifth player using the gamepad. There's actually three games that are, of the 12 games in Nintendo Land, there are three of them that are these competitive where it's like the four people versus the one. Yeah, so we did play the other ones. Yeah, so one, one more thing. Uh, one of the games, it's all four players running after one person, and that's the Mario race thing. And then the other game is the Animal Crossing one, where it's the one person chasing the other four people. And then in Luigi's Mansion, which I think is probably why it's the most popular one, or seems to be the most popular in, in my experience, is that it's the four players trying to get the ghost, as well as the ghost trying to get the four players. Yeah, it's, no, it's this is funny that directions. I'm really surprised that you're mentioning that because I thought that the other two games were at least twenty times better each than the Luigi's Mansion. Really? One. Oh yeah. So the, the Mario I, I one. I think was... you might just feel faulted. Like I did not think that anyone had an advantage. We had plenty of times when the ghost won, and plenty of times when 
the ghost didn't win. Well, I mean, maybe that happened in your game, but it totally didn't happen in ours. So the ghost won every time? Every, almost every, yeah, every single time the ghost, it was just a massacre. It was just... Really? Yeah. The ghost just always winning. I mean, I don't know if we just had our stupid hats on for those five minutes or what, but yeah. Let me tell you about the Mario game, though. Okay. The Mario game is beautiful. That's the one where I saw no one ever catch Mario. I've never seen him lose. Oh, really? Really. Um, and that's why I think that game, I discount it more. See, we we've, we noticed that if we started to work together and communicate verbally, that it was much easier to trap Mario. So that was one thing that when, when we were not Mario that worked uh, for us, which was really cool. You definitely have to work together. Yeah, you do. Because if you just go in a line, because everyone's going the same speed. But I just found it to be much, much more nicely balanced. And I also found like, yeah, I mean, contrary to what you said, right? Like the outcomes were a lot more even. And you just... You just have more, much more information to work with in that game. So it's a lot more – I just felt like there's a lot more you could do there, right? And then the other one, the Animal Crossing one, was pretty badass just because um, – I mean, okay, so you're controlling now. You're controlling two characters, the guy who's got the one gamepad. At the same time, right, all you can do is move. So one thumbstick per character. It's a really interesting trade-off because – the further apart you move the two characters, the more you can see at once, right? Because the camera just zooms out to show you both characters all the time. But the other thing that's tricky is that the further apart they are, also, like, the slightly harder it becomes to actually, like, control them. Because you got to keep track of two things that are getting farther and farther apart. Yeah. So it's, like, this really, really natural intrinsic trade-off that's really beautiful, right? Because it's, like... You know, the other thing, too, is that, like, you know, if you keep them far apart, then you can't use them to, like, do, like, a pincer move and the guy's running that, away. That's what I was going to say. You right? can't trap them using two people. Right. Or you can trap them with using two people, but now your coverage is halved, right? So there's, like, all these really, really interesting intrinsic trade-offs with the rules that are just totally natural, you know? The other thing that goes along with that is uh, all the uh, other players, uh, their objective is to pick up, like, you know, like 25 fruits before or, or berries or what, are, like balls. It's, it's candy. Candy. It's, it's candy balls. But yeah. So, like, pick up, like, 25 balls, right, before um, the other guy catches you three times, right? That's the rule, right? Yeah. But, so, but the more you have, the slower you Yeah, go. so, I mean, like, it's so beautiful, right? Because, like, each of those characters who pick up some, picks up a ball, you can carry as many as you want to, but the more you carry, the slower you go, right? So... One of my guys, I'm controlling one of my guys, I'm chasing after somebody, and they have like 20 balls stuck into themselves, right? So it's just hilarious because I'm like, I'm about to lose because they have like three more balls to get. But now I'm chasing after somebody, and they have so many balls inside their character that did, they did can't have, move fast. And so they just start unloading it and running away from me. That's what I was going to ask, if people were smart enough to unload so they could go faster. Yeah, and it's just there's just so many beautifully, like, intrinsically balanced things about how that game works. Did the other people you were playing with share that opinion, that the Animal Crossing one was better than the rest? Well, I, I, th I think the Mario one is still, like, more exciting just because it's more fast-paced. But, um, yeah, I don't know what the other people thought. Honestly. The Animal Crossing one, I got to say, has been the least appreciated in my company. Yeah. Uh, but what's also good, we didn't even talk about how that one... It's, when you're it's on the, slower, though. That's the reason maybe why people don't like it. It definitely is. But it also has teamwork involved, right? So it's yeah. it's not just everyone collects the balls, but also in order to, to get the candy to be available to you, you have to get people to work together and stand on these pedestal things together before the candy becomes available. And so, yeah, some some of them, right? Like, there's a few where you can you just need one person to yeah, put yeah. the candy released into the world. But to get world. a good number, right? You have to yeah, there's the there's like a three. couple of them where you have to hit a, hit uh, step on two switches at once. Two people have to, and I think there's at least one. There's a few you, with three. Yeah, where like all three. Yeah, I don't remember seeing one with four, but yeah. maybe there are. Um, but that game it just it hasn't been as appreciated, but it it certainly has. I think it's because it's it's it. just slower and more plodding, and it's more. It involves more planning. I think, in, in my experience, though, people really liked the Luigi's Mansion one. But anyway, yeah, can't uh, can't agree on that. I'm one. very happy to hear you say you like it. So, but so wait, I want to talk about these three examples. We haven't talked about the most important thing yet, though. Okay. Okay. So um, I don't know all the games that do this, but at least in the Mario one and the Animal Crossing one. Um, it's hard for people to notice this. We played for a while before anybody said something about it, right? But the player who's on the gamepad, 
the gamepad, since it has a camera on it, it shows everybody who's playing on the main screen, Your right? Your face. Your face. Yeah. Which actually Tim used to, like, ridiculous use because he, I mean, he like, he's starting to look like Waluigi, okay? <laughs> yeah, he is. He's starting to look like him. And so, I don't think our listeners know, but he has one of those mustaches that does the curly thing on it, like, very intentionally and very successfully. Yeah, and... um and so he just apparently he does this face performance when he wins that um just drives everybody crazy. That doesn't surprise me one bit, but uh I hadn't thought about it. That's that sounds totally like Yeah, him. it's like it's like your you can make now your um head animation while you're playing. You're in the game. Yeah. It's kind of funny. This was a significant part of the game for you. Because um, to me, it does for, not leave for, a lasting impression. For a short amount of time, it was a highly significant part of the game. <laughs> okay. So I want to ask. We're, we've talked about these three three games that are all sort of similar. But oh, also... we did play Metroid too. But keep. But go ahead. Okay. So these three games all share some elements. Of course, they've got their unique aspects as well. Um, do you think they could have been done to the same level of quality on a different system somehow? No, I don't think you can actually have this experience on another console. And on top of that, I really I really think that I mean Nintendo just did such a top-notch job I think with the polish on this product. Yeah. I mean, these are very very slick games for the most part. You know? I would argue that it could be done if you did one of those things where you connect the Game Boy to Mansion, the Nintendo console. Mansion notwithstanding. Well, I mean like maybe technically there's a possible way to do it, right? But, but realistically, like, no. No, and, and I'm actually – I'm even more impressed that, like, Nintendo's actually been able to come out with a characteristically new experience of playing a game that isn't, like, dependent on graphics. You know, they've they've actually found out another way to give us a new game experience. On top of the Wii. On on top of the Wii. Well, the Wii – I mean, the Wii had its problems, right? Like, this, this to me is just so much more elegant than the Wii, even though it has so much, so many more disparate parts. What's interesting to me about it, though, is that... So normally, we, at least I always talk about how in order for a game to... I don't know what I'm trying to say here. that There isn't going to be a really big release that uses hardware that is optional. It's important in order to get the widest audience, right, to use the hardware that you guarantee everyone has. But in this case, there's a lot of reliance for the Wii U um, for people to have original Wii remotes, right? But that does not come with the system. You have to buy it separately. And so traditional thought would say that no really big or important game will make like requisite use of that controller. Thankfully, we all have Wiis that we're not playing. Yeah. I mean, so it's strange <laughs> that we're... Like, I think that'll happen. A lot of games will come out that just require a second remote that is not standard in the package, uh, like a non-gamepad remote, and they'll probably still be successful, right? Like, it it just has never happened in the, pa- in the past where optional hardware has has really had an impact or been used to great effect. It's yeah. always well, been he, like, oh, well, you can do this thing if you want, but it's not necessary. It's funny you mention that because um, I think there's another confounding factor and that's just it's just the intrinsic problems with just producing video games in general, right? So I'm sure you've played a game, right, where you'll see something really, really basic in the game and it's done in a really sloppy way, right? Maybe it's like some basic feature that you think should be there that doesn't exist or like, you know, maybe there's something really janky. Uh, like, like you can't... You can't skip a certain scene or you can't uh, put up the pause menu when you want to or something like that, right? I mean, you've, you've had that experience in your life, right? Yeah. The funny thing is is that these kinds of things, they're really, really common in lots of games, right? Most super-duper polished. But the problem is is that when and, – and I think this is the problem that happened with the Wii and all of Nintendo's beautiful hardware that has never been taken – full advantage of or never seems to be taken full advantage of right and that's the thing that like when you're in a when you're when you're producing a video game all of the regular things that you have to do like you have no time to finish everything in ship shape 
And then when you're dealing with a Nintendo piece of hardware, well, after the break, I'll tell you what. All right. But I want to waste no time. Okay, let's get back right into it. Okay, so when you're dealing with, and I'm I'm not going to use the word Nintendo specifically. I'm going to use it generically, right? When you're using a piece of hardware that has special functions, right, like a second screen or a touch screen or all these other things, that just that just gives you even more of like that just requires even more time for you to get those parts of it right or to like it, it's it's just it's more things that you have to get right and you have to take into account right and the problem is is that the reality of game development doesn't change when you're working with specialized hardware and unfortunately what i think happens is that because of this extra demand that this extra hardware is putting on your your process of actually producing the game um things that normally went by the wayside like those will still go the way by the wayside and now, like, all of these extra things will also go by the wayside because you still have to account for them, right? Whereas you never had to before with any regular conventional video game. But you still are faced with the same kinds of pressures. But you're talking about something that's, uh, you know, for all consoles, right? A universal game that would also be coming out for Nintendo. No, no, no. I'm just talking about, like, putting out a regular game versus, like, putting out a game that, like, requires special hardware. That's all I'm talking about. Okay. You know, that's one of the... Last week I used this example, right, of, you know, when I was playing Dark Souls, which I've continued to um, not play anymore, where I said, hey, you know what, I would, you know, this, hey, look, this Wii U, this guy, you can have a second screen while you're playing in real time. I could really use this in Dark Souls, right? The irony of that I mentioned last week also was that having this special hardware of a physical second screen actually doesn't is not necessary to have like a second view of what you're doing. Like you could still program that into the main screen if you wanted to program that, you know, and this is, this is why I think that we're going to have a lot of problems. It's going to be a while. We're not going to have many games that do the five player thing as good as Nintendo does. Cause Nintendo's had all its time. It's wanted to develop this well, up to a point, I guess everything's up to a point. Right. But just because there's a specific facility now to do that in future games doesn't mean that the future games are going to take advantage of it. Like it's going to it's going to be more burdensome for future games to take advantage of these types of features just cuz they just they just demand more time and thought, you know. Yeah, and it I demands mean, even more time and thought to integrate it in a really really cohesive way rather than just like, "Oh, look, this is a product that has this feature. Let's just make a game that supports the feature and then not think about it further than that, right? Yeah. I tell you what, I actually posted on, on Twitter about this because I was, I was, you could tell how fired up I am. If I'm going to post a Twitter, it must be the real deal. You must be really motivated yeah. to say something. But, you know, so I've talked about vir- virtual window control several times. Oh, yeah, because you've got a serious hard on for that kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. Although I got to tell you, I have a feeling I would get fatigued with it fairly quickly. Um, I still really like that. And, uh, it's funny that, that that term is, it's id's term. I don't know that anybody else uses it, but it was in, in their game for the for the iPad. So uh, I stick with it. Anyway, I really want a game that uses it. And so I tried to find out if if one of the games that's out right now uses it right. And I would immediately go out and buy Call of Duty Black Ops 2 if it did this. Um, but it doesn't. It doesn't at all. And I'm not totally sure why, but... Uh, it doesn't. I, I mean, for no online play. Don't even care about it. Just give me a campaign, like a full-size campaign game that uses that control mechanism, yeah. and I'm in. Someone, like, someone has to put in the work to do it. That's the problem. But the thing is, the work 
so to speak, yeah. is super simple. Like it's not hard to actually. Yeah, program but this that is. Yeah, motion. but even though it's super simple, right? This is the one of the like fifteen thousand things that like probably should go into that game or any game no, that's. But here's the thing: they built that game. They built it for that system. They added in a bunch I know, of stuff. I know, dude. But this to is use the gamepad instead of just giving me what I want, which is just hey, control it with the gamepad. I know, but this is also this is why. Nintendo notwithstanding, you'll get games where the simplest thing to do would be to offer a way to, like, change your control scheme, and they don't let you do it, right? And it's, it's just one of the things that fell through the cracks because while, like, maybe it's important, like, they just decided there were, you know, there, there were 14,000 things to do left on the game, and they were going to do this 7,000 and not that 8,000. Yeah, it, it, the, 7, I, it scares me thinking that people might not actually use the system to do that but you know the saving grace is that nintendo's promo video at least when when they first announced the wii u yeah. showed this you know presumably not real uh, plastic gun attachment for the gamepad where the gamepad sits on top and acts as a view screen and then you walk around with the gun and stuff right um and i just hope that that inspires someone to actually make that product <laughs> you know not not just the plastic but the game that goes with it um so that I could be walking around with a big plastic gun and pointing in whatever direction I want. Forget the TV even exists. Just use the gamepad. Here's the crux of what I'm saying, okay? I'm going to be really succinct about this. Most games that come out haven't had enough time put into them for them to be good games. The existence of really special hardware like this just puts even more of a burden for certain amount of work to be done on a game. It's it's it actually Nintendo is actually making it harder in an unexpected way for developers to make good games because now the developers have to account for a lot more things. Yeah, no that's that's absolutely true. But, you know, they spend a lot of time developing all sorts of things. So as long as this is built in from the ground up, like we're doing this thing that uses the gamepad to do this, right. uh, rather than like, hey, let's take this game like Black Ops 2 and just add some things to it. And, you know, by all measures, that's supposed to be a, not a bad game. So I'm not trying to knock it. But yeah. um, <clears throat> rather than just being some additional stuff added to a game that could exist anywhere else, I want a game that just makes use of what it's got in a way that can't be done anywhere else, which is why I asked you, you know, do you think that those games could realistically have been done on other hardware right and certainly you could put a split screen where one of the screens is the person chasing and the other people are the ones being chased right but that doesn't yeah work. no 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 i mean it would never it would either. never work the same way i mean they don't misunderstand what i've been saying like i don't think that's a bad thing i think it's a good thing that nintendo's had the guts one of the few corporations that have the guts to really put out something like with like meaningful new hardware that also has potential, like really good potential, not like seems good potential that never comes to fruition at all. Yeah, well, that's why I'm happy about it because it's not just pretend. It yeah. does a does a really good job. It it has to fake it in some areas. Did you play the the one with the uh, the Ninja Stars Takamaru's nope. Castle? Nope. Did you see anybody play it? So not do you have at any all. idea what I'm talking about? All right, so I'm holding my iPhone in front of you to sort of show you. So let's say this is the gamepad oriented like this vertically right so you point it towards the screen lengthwise and you just flick stars at at the screen and you know stars get shot off to the screen so you've actually got this pointer on the screen so it shows you where you're pointing with it but what's funny is it's not pointing based on you know the uh the ultraviolet sensor or emitter that's hung up for your wii um like it would be if you were using a wii remote it um it actually builds in calibration like every minute or so while you're playing the game. So you start off, it's like, all right, point it at the screen and then flick some stars at this this thing, right, this wooden target. And so it just assumes that you're pointing straight at the that's, screen. That's your calibrating. Yeah, so you're, you're calibrating there, even though even if you're pointing it totally away from the screen, as long as you flick strongly enough, you know, from back to front of the screen, it's going to flick the star at the device. So now that assumes you're pointing it there, and it uses relative... Uh, pointing from that point forward to move up down left and right and it's it's actually good because it means i for comfort purposes i can be pointing away from the screen at whatever ang angle my wrist is comfortable at and then flick the stars at the screen and it'll show me the reticle on the screen to show where i'm actually hitting that's great 
but it also means it it has a tendency to travel over time um not so much that like it actually is a is a worry it actually it it felt pretty good but i would notice over time that like i'm suddenly not pointing the same way i was pointing when i started well, that sounds but, like a problem well I, I think it's more due to reloading because you have to reload every once in a while by like sort of flicking and that recalibrates every time you reload when you reload it's left right doesn't matter it's just up or down right so if you're pointing at the screen and you flick it up then when you bring it back down that's recalibrating the left right again um which which is good like it's a smart way to implement so, that. so this is awesome because you can you can just lounge perpendicular to the screen and still play the game uh sort of the but to me what i'm thinking of it was very smart but it was a trick to accomplish something that doesn't need to be that way right like if, if they had said forget the gamepad for this game we're just using the wii remote and you point the wii remote at the screen that has the the hardware built to know exactly what you're doing and where you're pointing right and it has a trigger <laughs> you can pull a trigger and shoot these stars i mean you don't get the experience of sliding on the screen so i guess that's kind of important for this game but it felt like they should have just put a sensor on the gamepad since they were gonna have the the yeah this, there is, anyway. this is sounding like one of those uh, oh we got a we got a feature we need to harness well, it's yeah, take advantage the, of the thing feature. is, it wants you to get other controllers that take advantage of that thing. Yeah. And so the the primary controller, like put it this way, you buy the the Wii U. It comes with the light emitter. In the package, you get a light emitter. It's not like you only have it if you had the Wii, right? They give it to you in the package. But none of the hardware that also comes in that package uses that emitter. Yeah, but they know that they've sold everybody with controllers it's, already. But you see my point, right? Like, <laughs> if they're giving you that emitter, clearly it's important. It should be on the primary controller. Now, the, I think they chose not to because that primary controller has so many other functions that it can simulate it. But mm. I think it would have been better. Not to mention, it has an IR emitter. Why not just hide an IR same piece of plastic? I don't know. Just put IR on everything. Yeah. Uh so that was that's kind of a little beef, but still, I think they did a great job. And so the question is, will other companies do as good a job? Will they get it? Now, Tim had um, another game that was not a Nintendo game. Uh, I thought he only had New Super Mario Brothers U. No, he had this um, this this Nano something game. Oh, downloadable. Oh, it must have been. Yeah. So, so a, okay. I forget what it's called. Nano something. Like Nano. It, it's by this company that's also made other games called Nano something. Um, it's by Shinen. 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 Uh, th- that means nothing to me. They okay. made that Art of Touch game that uh, that the name is so stupid that it's easy to say wrong. Oh, completely. the game that you like? Art of Balance Touch. Yeah, the one on yeah. the 3DS that I've I totally named incorrectly okay. a few months ago. I haven't heard anything about any of the eShop games. Yeah, it's. It's not bad. It didn't leave me with a wow impression like Nintendo Land did, but um, it's actually only so-so, but it's fairly Are you going to find a master of science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. And we are back once again. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio. As you might expect, we've we've 
devoted a lot of time this episode. I can't believe we just plowed through three, three seconds. Right? And I could keep talking about the Wii yeah. U, and but... I, I really would like it if you didn't. Exactly. Let's. Uh, we can't monopolize the whole thing on one topic, but I am I am curious to hear what, what our listeners think. Like, if you got the Wii U, if you have some experience about it, let us know. This would be a great opportunity for you to call 480-4GAME-21 and let us know your thoughts and if you agree with us. If you like or strongly dislike Luigi's Mansion... That's kind of something I, w- I want to hear more people say because I, I'm pretty sure that's probably the most popular. Yeah, game. we have uh, we have no idea how well it's being received. Yeah, in Wii U thing. playing at E3, hearing what people have to say, playing at home, everybody seems to really like that one. So anyway, we're gonna put put that talk away for now because we've only got one segment left. Um, and of course, once again, I have to remember uh, or to remind you guys about UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology. So what else do we have today? We got we got okay. ten minutes. Okay, all right. This this isn't game related, but this is really important. I don't believe you, but okay. If it's not game related, how could it be important? It's so important. So um, you know, you've heard of like um, Sky J R R Tolkien. You know, I, I have heard of him. Yes, wrote a book. Dead guy. He now has an estate. There's an estate that takes care of all the Tolkien things. The Tolkien estate is what they call it. Makes sense. Okay, so the Tolkien estate is suing Warner Brothers um, basically for, like, using, like, the Tolkien name way more than the Tolkien estate has agreed to. You, so you need to explain apparently, that to me Apparently the counsel for the Tolkien estate got spam in their email advertising a digital slot game that was Lord of the Rings based. That the Tolkien estate didn't like uh, give any uh, thumbs up to a digital slot game. Yeah, I don't like, even know what that is. Like s- slots, but like on the web, like oh, okay, digital. like a slot machine, like not real slot machine. And apparently, they're planning on making slot machines. And Tolkien estate is very, very upset about all this. And there's an important quote that that I'd like to read that goes: um, "This is the Tolkien estate's uh, uh, statement saying." Not only does the production of gambling games patently exceed the scope of defendants' rights, but this infringing conduct has outraged Tolkien's devoted fan base, causing irreparable harm to Tolkien's legacy and reputation and the valuable goodwill generated by his works. I'm curious how they could not know. Like, you go to Vegas, you would see it. I'm sure someone would mention it. I'm curious... How Denny's new menu has not caused irreparable harm <laughs> to Denny's the new Tol- menu has Lord Tol- of the Rings on reputation. it, or does it have Hobbit or something? Listen, okay, at Denny's you can go and you can have a Gandalf gobble melt. Are you kidding me? Or Frodo's pot roast skillet. I thought you were going to say frittata, which is not which is not from Frodo. It's the same pot roast they've been selling all these years. They're just calling it Frodo's now. Or the Shire sausage, which is regular sausage. Gotcha. This is, this is fascinating. This is, did we need to do this? Like Once you I'm start th- up the Denny's conversation, it just like, goes downhill. Fellow humans of the world, like did, did we need to really go here? Is this helping our society? Is this like... Do people want to go to Denny's and eat the Shire sausage? Well, it's for the children. The kids? Did kids want to do that? They want to eat Gandalf's Gandalf <laughs> themed foods. I want do to be like have Gandalf's nuts. Can you <laughs> on, the, on the menu? Um, <laughs> yeah. Never mind the fact that these entrees sound like adult films. But besides <laughs> that fact, <laughs> Shire sausage. I mean, I mean, yeah. look, look. If Tolkien could could spin in his grave like a disco dance party, he would be doing it right now. Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I, I agree. Uh, Denny, Denny's Shire Sausage is okay. I'm just fascinated that they drew the line at all and that they're drawing it at uh, slot games because I'm pretty sure I've seen Lord of the Rings, Vegas, like real-time yeah. slot machines there. I don't, I mean, I don't have a good memory yeah. for it. So, so how do you like that, Tolkien fans? Okay, so uh, anyway, on to the next topic. That's all I wanted to say about that. Um, this is also really important, but in a completely different way. 
So apparently, um, there's this karaoke game that's coming out for the Xbox 360. And it's karaoke games for everything. You know, there's a launch yeah. karaoke game for the Wii U. I did not know that. Yeah. And another controller that you have to buy for it. How there's a, mic- a uh, microphone controller. Yeah. So karaoke is not new. But what is new is that they have announced that this game will be like will be basically the first home like pay pay per play model or play play for time model of pricing. Yeah. I, it's actually a great idea. I actually love the idea until I heard the details. And I, I will say I will contextualize all this by saying that I think that the concept is a really, really good concept, as long as it's not priced too high or too retardedly. Can I also say, for those who don't know, Ara loves the karaoke. I do enjoy karaoke. I am not such a huge fan, but somehow but I would at love, home it's actually kind of fun. I would really love to play an XBLA game where it's like 25 cents per play. But uh, isn't it per hour that you're paying? Well, okay, so here's the thing, right? It's If it was just per hour, you know, I, I think that I, I'd like to pay by the hour or by the half hour, right? Because the problem is, is that once you price it that way, you have a minimum price for a session. And if you only want to play for 10 minutes, right? The hours, it's too much commitment. But here's what they're doing, which I totally don't understand because they're just ruining the whole beauty of just having a play as you play, pay as you play model, right? They're, they're saying um, you're going to be able to buy full access to the karaoke library um, for blocks of increments of two or six or 24 hours at a time, which is like the worst possible denominations I can think of. I think that's great. I two, don't, what, what don't you like about okay, it? Okay, so I can't play. I have to pay for two hours minimum. That's the shitty part number one. Yeah, but uh, I mean, how about how about how, how about I just want to play one song? How about pricing it by the song, there, big guy? It's aimed. No, that would be so lame. I wouldn't want to pay for just one song. Then you, someone like you know, bumps you or something and screws you up, and you you feel like you've messed it up, and you want to start over again or something. Uh, People are going to buy this for parties. They're going to have a party that lasts well, two hours. People are going to buy this hours. only for parties, right? Exactly. If you just have a few people together and you want to uh, you know, just play for half an hour, you can't do that. Or you can. You're just going to pay for the whole two hours. That's I thought it what, was also allowing you to get a certain – like you could just buy the song for full use whenever you want. And look, look. Let's if not, you want access to the whole library. This. Let's not complicate this here. Let's say that's not an option, all right? That's not an option. But but that is an option, isn't no, it? No, it doesn't say that that's an it's option. Not, you know, you're just making may, shit up. Now. Maybe. Two, like two or six or tw- – like who buys for 24 hours? For the next 24 hours, I know that I'm going to be asleep for at least a third of that no matter what. Who does that? Maybe you have a really long party, man. See, this is, this is the kind of thing that like it incenses me because they take a model that could be so cool, that could be so agreeable to – all kinds of consumers of myriad habits and proclivities. And they just pick the numbers that you can buy for that are the best possible numbers for them and the worst possible numbers for the consumer. I disagree. I think this, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, what if they just said you can get an hour for this much and then you just pay for as many hours as you want? But I'm like, well, that's complicated because you have to decide how many hours in advance you want to pay for. Or it's got to have this thing where like you have to tell it, Okay, turn off right now. Stop charging me. But if you do that, people are going to turn it off after every single song. And like, they why, just need to why, come up with look, an easy purchasing look, this is solution. The, this is this is the age of technology. Why don't you just say how many minutes or hours you want, and it'll just tell you the price, and you can just buy it for that many. Because, because you, you also don't. We know. have the technology. You also don't know in advance necessarily. So like, I'm going oh, to have to buy twenty four hours. Twenty four hours, I'm sure, is for if you want it for multiple days or something. Like, let's say you're going to Burning Man and you want to set it up for people to play at Burning Man yeah. for I under- weeks. Straight. I understand what applications are possible with these combinations. You're never going to be buying twenty four hours, whether it's twenty four right. or thirty six right. or forty eight. You're going to be buying in smaller chunks, right? But so th- what I'm saying, two hours. Look, two hours is too big a chunk. They're basically saying all you customers who want to pay for less than two hours at a time, you're not our customers. This this product is not for you. Yeah, exactly. Just like when they sell you a racing game, they're saying people who don't like racing games, this game's not for you. No, that's not a fair comparison. Dude. It is. Not at all. 
there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to enjoy a product for a less amount of time, especially well, since I'm willing to pay for it. How that much time. is it for two hours? When nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows what this is going to actually be priced at. So, I mean, if it's really nominal for two hours, right, then I'll eat my shoes. Because, you know, if it's like, what's nominal? Three bucks for two hours? Okay, five bucks for two hours? It's getting into weird territory. But a couple bucks? Okay, no problem. I bet it's going to be $5 an hour. It's it's kind of a lot for an hour. Yeah, I mean, if if the minimum is two hours and you're paying 10 bucks just to turn it on, eh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it just it just depends on the exact details, and I just really hope, and they probably won't do this, but I really hope that they're they'll just pick a scheme that is fair and pleasant for consumers. Because guess what? If the consumers feel like they're being treated pleasantly and fairly, they'll probably be apt to buy more. Crazy thought, I know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I I just think. It's smart of them to come up with a few simple purchasing solutions, whether it's two or one and six or four, whatever. But it should just be like small, middle, big amount of time. That's fine. And that's it. Yeah. But don't make all the small, don't make the small, middle and big all in big territory. <laughs> you know, I don't know. How many what would you would do play- if you went to an arcade and you're like, it's like an arcade game and you have to play it for half an hour? Yeah, You had to play it for half an hour. It's not that I don't see your point, but you're also... I mean, the people who are going to set up karaoke aren't going to set it up for just half an hour. Usually they're going to set it up for like a party that lasts... Okay. Like, well, I look, mean, they're, hey, you're looking at feature film territory. Hey, hey, look. If they don't want to make that extra money from people who aren't, uh, you know, want to get in it for like 20 songs at a time... Then don't worry. I'm sure they'll offer a free trial for, you know, your first hours free Well, they did, they will say, they did say that there's some, some, some songs, selected ones will be free no matter what. Yeah, it'll probably be like Harry Promo or something. All right. Well, before we go, I have to point out that I'm looking at some crazy controller. Oh my god! I just remember something I wanted to talk about today, and I totally didn't. Next time. All right. Gonna have to leave it for next time. Next week. Remind me. Let's talk about a power outlet. Anyway, I'm looking at a crazy steering wheel, and I want to hear about that thing next week. Also yeah. next time. All right. We'll be back, guys. Thanks for listening. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.